Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. We all know that children are priceless. You can't put a figure on how much you love your kids. Unfortunately, however, we all live in the real world, which means our children need to eat, be clothed and educated, all things that require money. So how much does it actually cost to have children? What do we need to think about and plan for? Effie Zahos is the editor of Money Magazine and the author of A Real Girl's Guide to Money. Hi, Effie. How are you? Hello. I should. I actually didn't write the preface of that. It's from uh, Converse to Louis Vuitton. I can't say it. Louis Vuitton's. Louis Vuitton's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we both can't pronounce it properly, but I've got some. How's that? Well, I'm excited. Now, that's why we need to take your yeah. advice because yeah. you have a pair. Um, <laughs> that's, that's sounds so shallow. But there's a reason why I called it that and it's in the book. That's right. You start with nothing. You've got the converse. It's comfortable. And then as you earn more, you tend to spend more. So then you can afford these designer shoes. And then you start realizing, hold it. Where's all my money going? Why am I doing this? And then you realize you go back to the trusted, comfortable converse. That doesn't mean you can't afford designer shoes. It's just you're in control. Absolutely. And I love that um, because with kids, you can often feel out of control oh, yes. when they're small. <laughs> yes. um, so obviously there are a lot of variables when it comes to children, but is there a minimum we can think of when it, when it comes to the cost of raising a child, let's say to primary school? Or even to high school. I mean, how, how do you put a number on it? 82,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, it depends how you slice and dice these figures because I haven't been in trouble uh, um, uh, when I talk about the cost of raising kids uh, because it can be two children going through a private system if you want to go that way. You're looking at a million dollars. And I said that and I got a bit of flack for it. And I've got to just remember that, um, look, it depends on where you are living in, in, in Australia and obviously depends on it's your choice whether you want to go public public, uh, a, a Catholic school, say, or a private school. But um, in the book, I do break down the numbers of, you know, what education does cost. A- and a private school education can be that high. And, and the thing about private, what I'm learning anyway about private, I was um, brought up in the public school system, both yeah. primary and high school. So I, I know that they're good quality schools and that my children could go to them. But what's been pointed out to me is that sometimes your children won't suit the school and maybe your only option is private. Yeah. So actually yeah. understanding what that would be if you needed to call upon that um, is is smart. Yeah, and that's a good point because then you are looking. So, you know, I've done the research, worked with different um, uh, uh, research houses. So A&P, Natsum is one. Then I looked uh, and worked with App Wealth Partners. So, so from a private school, K to year 12 is just over half a million. If you're looking at a Catholic system, K to year 12 is 230. Mm. These are approximate, of course. And, and then the government, there's no such thing as a free education. That could be as much as 77,000. So then when you start looking at, okay, there's the end goal. How much do I actually have to put away each month to, to get that goal? So you're looking for private around 1,700 each month to cover that cost. Uh, Catholic around 730 and uh, government around about 260 to 280. Depending on where you're investing, is it an investment bond, is it exchange traded fund, or you're putting it in your mortgage? Yeah. So kids aren't cheap. No, and and it's so interesting about primary school because when my daughter started school, I'm like, yay, no more childcare fees, <laughs> we are so rich. And then at the end, not even full way through the first semester, mm. I got a bill for about. 
$436 or something around that amount for primary school. And my husband's like, but primary school, public school's free, isn't it? Yeah. And um, and I looked and I went, okay, well, the voluntary part of this payment is the $60 for something, yeah. but the rest it, you have to pay, yeah. right? So that 82000 figure I gave right at the beginning, that is what's, uh, you know, you, what you can expect to, to take a child from age five to, to year 12. Um, and uh, look, in a lot of cases, if we thought about this before we thought about having children, <laughs> I don't think we'd have a problem with the population. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, but look, we don't look at children as a return on investment, do we? We shouldn't. No. We shouldn't. Well, that's why I've got to. I can hedge my bets. So if one doesn't, the other one, hopefully. no, no, no. Um, we shouldn't look at it like that. And of course, it's the, it's the ultimate gift to be given. Um, but having said that, a lot of us probably don't, well, we feel the pain, but in a lot of cases, it's, it's a cost that just comes out each, as, as you go along, you have your child, oh no, I've got to send them to your school and, and yep, I'll, I'll just change my budget a little bit and, and pay that. And a lot of cases, if we're not prepared, that's the stress that comes into the household. So, you know, it, it's stressful enough being in a relationship, you, you, whether you choose to get married or not, just be in a relationship, then a child comes along, then the finance comes along. You can see why, you know, people that have children are so frazzled because if it's not planned, these expenses can cause an emotional drain on you. And it is a case of readjusting y- your budget, being realistic too, because I do see a lot of people that, um, you know, if they've got a choice, automatically think, oh, I'm going to send it to a Catholic or a private, knowing full well that they can't afford it. So know your financial status. And I do say in the book, never, ever be embarrassed of your financial status because what you want in a household is not financial stress, a lot of love, a lot of happiness, a lot of joy. Give the best you can give and never be embarrassed of that um, because otherwise you will find that uh, you, it is impossible to catch up if your budget doesn't allow it. So have a look at what it can potentially cost wherever you want to send your child. Work backwards. Can my budget do this? If so, well, what, where will I invest? And then that's probably where I recommend get some financial advice or, or help from an expert as to what investment strategy should I put in place. Um, and at least that way you know. Because mm. I was going to say um, if people are listening before their children get to school or even if their kids are at, are at school and thinking, oh, yeah, actually it makes sense to save for these costs of, um, you know, not only school but extracurricular activities, yeah. which are minimum about, 250 a yeah. term, whatever yeah. it is you choose to do. Um, if people start to save money while their child is still at daycare or even now, um, where should you put the money? You've mentioned a few places. Yeah, there. yeah. And just going on those costs, let's not forget it's not just school. You've got to realise that these little things need to eat. They need to be clothed. Um, uh, you need to transport them around. Actually, in the younger years, your biggest expenses are definitely food and fuel. Wow. Uh, getting them around, let's not forget about that. So it's not just education. Um, and it's also, it, you can have that first uh, child syndrome, whatever you call that. Your first child, you just want to give them everything. Yes. <laughs> you want to give them a Beyonce-style party, which I believe she threw down $200,000 <laughs> for a child's birthday. Oh, bless. And we do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that 200 k myself. And we do see that with parents, don't we, that uh, the ridiculous amount of money that is spent. I always think, okay, I know it's your first. Look, I, I did. I fell for that. The first had the extravagant parties and when you look at photos, I just think, wow, and the other the second one, poor one, didn't have that. But um, what is the opportunity cost for gone by doing that? So when you think about it, you know, is $500 to spend on a birthday party the best way to give your five-year-old that? Or would you rather put it into an 
investment for them. So when they're 18, it could actually be double that. Um, it doesn't sound like much five to a thousand when you're 18, but what I'm trying to say is the magic of compound interest. It could be placed somewhere better. Is it better on your credit card if you've got that or your home loan? So let's not just think of school's fees as the only fee for kids. Going back to where can you invest? I mean, look, there there are some investment options that are tax effective if it's going to be for education. So, you know, the um, uh, school bonds or insurance bonds, whatever you like to call them, they may be worth considering. Exchange traded funds is something to have a look at. Get onto the moneysmart.gov.au website. They track an index, really low cost fees. Um, and so instead of, you know, thinking I've got to buy some shares for my kid, you know, and you don't have a lot of money because, you know, $1,000 is not going to buy you a lot of shares in a good company. Um, Exchange traded funds are spread over and track an index like the ASX 200. Uh, Be careful because you can't just drip feed money into that because you charge your brokering fee each time. So that's something like maybe save $5,000 or $2,000 in an online saver, then move it over to your exchange traded fund. The other option that people do uh, is, you know, we've all got uh, kind of, well, not all, I shouldn't just assume, um, but you may have a mortgage. And if you've got an offset or a redraw facility, there's probably a great place to pop that in there. You may as well pay less interest while you're paying off your mortgage. And then when you need to get that money out to pay for some education, it's there as well. Mm. So they're just a couple of options to look at. Ah, so when you talk money, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> yes, you, yes, you do. Yes, you I'm, do. I'm getting there. I, I always remember your advice about paying off the mortgage first. Pay that off. It's non-tax deductible, of course. But you get to a stage whereby people start questioning, okay, my mortgage is kind of under control. Should I be putting more into my super now? Because that, remember, that's really effective in the sense that you're only taxed at a 15% instead of your marginal tax rate. Or should I buy an investment property? Um, because right now, you know, property, depending on where you are, you can pick up some good buys. <laughs> um, so again, that's where I suggest go see a, a, an advisor and play with those numbers. But normally what you're looking for, if your mortgage is 4%, which it is around now, um, it's a lot lower. Hopefully you're paying a little bit about 3.8. But let's say 4% for the sake of the exercise here. You want to make sure that if you're investing outside that, that it's way more than four because you'll also pay tax on your investment outside. So you're looking at at least probably a seven or an 8% return outside of your mortgage for it to be worthwhile. Where are you going to get that this time? Remember, interest rates are at record lows, so it's quite probably risky where you are investing, although some of these exchange-traded funds have done quite well. Yeah. Well, speaking about the cost of things, where can we save money when we have young children? Because sometimes it can feel like you're just um, living week to week, like you're just spending money on groceries and clothes because, like you say, children grow, you say in the book. It's unlike us. We can buy something and keep it for 10 years. Children need something every winter. That's right. Um, Where can we be saving money when they're young? Well, no, when they're young, and my mum used to say this to me all the time, just didn't get it. I do now. Small kids, small problems. Big kids, big problems. (laughs) (laughs) Because as they get older, it just doesn't end. I've just had one that's uh, finished high school and now has gone to to uni. Um, and, And through those later years at high school, the costs were crazy in the sense of, you know, uh, bracelets are required. She's suddenly 
discovered designer clothes. For goodness <laughs> sake. Who has designed? She was checking out your <laughs> She was checking out I, mine. Mm, but I her foot's <laughs> a lot bigger than mine, which is if my if I could control it, I'd get a, a daughter with the same size completely. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the cost there got a bit out of control in the sense that, you know, we have to get realistic here. Hey, you, you don't need designer clothes. I know they get onto social, um, so they see and get inspired and influenced and so on. Your mobile phones, the digital cost of having a child, then um, that starts right at a very young age. Your, your laptops, your, your um, uh, whatever the case is, what they're looking at. I guess, you know, when you look at a, a small, you know, a five-year-old, say, if you're looking at still those uh, primary school area, it is those key <laughs> groceries, their hobbies, their sports, the holidays. Um, and look, some kids have mobile phones even at that age and toys. These do not need to be brand new. I think we've got to stop putting so much waste into this world. I mean, have a look around in your house and just see how much stuff do you have. <laughs> A lot. Um, yeah, a lot. <laughs> Do you need all that? Um, hand-me-downs are great. Clubs getting together, libraries, borrowing toys and so on. There are ways that you can cut costs and it is hard with your first child. I understand that. Try and remove yourself from that position and just say, okay, yes, this is my first child, but they don't have to be brand new and designer <laughs> threads and everything because they grow out of them. And also work on that opportunity cost. If I'm spending this much on my child now, wouldn't they be better off if I put that in an investment account for them? They'll thank you more. They'll remember it more. They're not going to remember those designer little outfits when they're at five or six. They will remember a nice sum of money on their 18th birthday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In your book, you write, I strongly believe money lessons are learnt, not taught. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? Yeah. When you look at financial literacy in Australia, we're taught financial literacy. There's a lot of information that's out there about financial literacy. Look at the results, though. So Hilda came out with a survey, and I urge everyone who's listening, the parents out there, take that quiz it's only five simple questions, and I call them simple because they are simple. There, I'll give you one example. If you had a hundred dollars in a bank account that had no fees and it earned two percent, how much money would you have at the end of year one? Okay, so there were five simple questions like that. The results showed not only not only a huge uh, uh, gender gap in financial literacy, but the results were really both bad. So uh, almost fifty percent of men got the whole five right. Only about 38, 38.8 or something like that, women got the whole five right. We failed. Mm. We failed. Men were 49.9, I think. So, yeah, both wow. of us failed and there was a big gap. So what I mean by that is that you can talk to your kids till the cows come home. Does that necessarily mean they're going to do what you say or be successful? That sounds terrible. They're only five. <laughs> I'm saying, aren't you successful? Um, but you know what I mean. What yep. I'm trying to say here is that you actually need to let them physically do it. Let them make the mistakes and get them to learn through behavior. Um, there's no point trying to talk to, say, if your son or daughter is five and they just haven't grasped it that yet. Don't mm. worry. Mm. Don't worry too much. Time will come when they will be interested in it. And I'll give you an example with my own kids. So one's now it's 18 on Friday um, and then the other one is 12. She was ready to listen at a young age. And when I mean young, wasn't really young, seven, seven, eight. The other one only now just opened a bank account and he's 12. He just did not trust banks. 
I don't know where he gets that from. <laughs> he wanted the cash in his wallet yep. and he wanted to work in cash. He's an old soul. Wow. So I had to get him into the digital side and, and he was really ready. When he was ready, he was ready. So, you know, got him online, put his goal. He wants to buy a car when he can get his license. So he's put his wow. picture of a car there. So it's visualizes. He's learning it. He knows how much he has to save each month to get to that. And I will match it if he does. Um, so he's on his app all the time now. Is it there? How's his saving going? How much interest? He was wow. very disappointed the interest was so low. <laughs> but I am trying to teach him that, you know, at the moment the cash rate's really low. <laughs> Your children are going to be so astute. Oh, either that or very, very tight with their money, one or the other. <laughs> one of them. I love it. Effie, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. That's Effie Zahos. She's the editor of Money Magazine and author of A Real Girl's Guide to Money. For links on where to find the book, head to the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.